Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Man. Help me! Sorry, everybody. My voice is acting up again. You remind me of Baby Herman. Baby Herman? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Say it like you mean it. Uh, I I couldn't Baby remember Rabbit. if that's where he was from, but yes. good movie. He was one of the stars of uh, Who Framed Roger I, Rabbit. I wore that VHS out in uh, the late 90s. No question. Really? Or early 90s? Me too. That was my first VHS. Both my sister it was and I one was our first VHS. Early ones. Can I ask you guys a question? Who would you rather spend the night with? Mm-hmm. Baby Herman or Jessica Rabbit? I, I feel like that would have... <laughs> if you had started with Jessica Rabbit, it might have been... Interesting to start with the baby, but I don't know how you feel, Chris, but I'd rather spend the night with Jessica Rabbit. Right. I can see the pros of uh, spending the night with baby Herman because he's funny and would have a lot of fun. He likes cigars. I bet you he likes scotch. Scotch. Cigars. And he has like stubble. Yeah. Which Filthy is jokes. Funny. Yeah. Showbiz stories. Yeah, exactly. He probably uh, would say some lewd, crude stuff and make you laugh, but... I think I really want to have sex with Jessica Rabbit <laughs> so bad all night. Right. That makes no. I I, I right. totally get what it would you're be saying. A yeah. dream come true. I don't yeah. know why Bob Hoskins. And I do think it would be more fun. Like if you're talking about spending the night, it would be more fun having sex all night with Jessica Rabbit rather than hanging out with the baby Herman. That's the thing. Yeah. Guys, it would ultimately be more fun because you, you wouldn't have orgasms with baby. Herman. No. Yeah. Typical. Disgusting, dirty men. Uh, what? You're a baby I, Herman. You'd rather man? spend the night with baby Herman? I admit, I am a sucker for old showbiz stories. I love the glitz and glamour of Hollywood of yesteryear. So I'd love to hear everything that baby H had to say. Um, may I would smoke a cigar with him? Maybe it'd be fun. Take some selfies um, and just you know pay uh, homage to one of the greats. I, I imagine baby Herman saying hilarious stuff like this. Hey, I like gambling, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, right? <laughs> um, uh, now, you, can I say something just before we move on? Well, I wasn't going to move oh, on. Oh, okay. But, but so, yes. Oh, no, then you say. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say <laughs> Jessica Rabbit mm. married to Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And that you think, oh, that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And then you actually think of the nitty gritty nuts and bolts of that. Yeah, it's revolting. That's kind of disgusting. <laughs> yeah. that's a, that is an animal. She belongs with behind a, bars. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, mm, what yeah. what's you know, animals don't necessarily have the same downtown as we do. So I don't know. Leaving it at that. Yeah. What mm. is she? Some sort of like secret agent working for Doctor Moreau? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good good cue. I, I just wanted to clarify also, which is like mm. what you were doing, but even deeper for the listeners mm. that are younger and they don't know who framed Roger Rabbit. It's a movie from 1989 that. Uh, it's like a film noir that pairs real people like Bob Hoskins plays a real kind of Sam Spade style uh, private eye with all the cartoon characters of the rainbow. Yeah. Everybody shows up. Yeah, There's real people. There In this world, cartoons are real. Yeah. And they live in, in amongst them. Also, Christopher thing? Lloyd is in it as the bad guy. And is yeah. he real or is he a cartoon? 
Wow, well, spoiler alert. It's hard to... Well, no, you, don't, you never know. For the younger I mean, yeah, listeners... You do learn later that he's a cartoon. Any young people listening out there, let me put it... Let me break it down as simply as possible. No Who Framed Roger Rabbit, no Space Jam. <laughs> I've never seen Space Jam, and I probably never will at this point. I've wow. seen so many clips of it that I feel like I've seen it. And when it's yeah, been Bill on TV, Murray I'll like walk in and... I'm, I know Bill Murray uh, is talking about Larry Bird, and he's like, Larry's not white. Larry's clear. Yeah. He's so white, he's clear. It's a funny joke. That's funny. Uh, but that's all I know. Oh, also, just for clarity, too, about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and if you're not um, familiar, Jessica Rabbit is a cartoon woman, but she's pretty much drawn as the perfect woman. I'm Googling and, uh, does she Jessica have Rabbit. Turner's voice? Nude. I thought that Roseanne Barr did her voice. Am I mistaken? No, I'm thinking of Krang. Roseanne did Krang's voice. Also, I read... That's why Krang's always going, Dan! <laughs> you know that Roseanne has a new stand-up special about to come out? Nice. And it's, it's literally called... And it's being produced by Fox, like Fox News. Okay. It's literally called, Cancel This! <laughs> oh. That, that's, I feel like that's like been cancel, used before. Triggered. Can- cancel this. Cancel my subscription to the Fox News app? I guess. I just. Googled, I will be. I just uh, <laughs> opened up Google Chrome on my phone, clicked on incognito mode, and Google searched Jessica Rabbit. Oh, I'm sure there's some great Nude. stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, Don't let your fiancé see that you Googled Jessica Rabbit. Yes. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's someone in Jessica Rabbit um, cosplay. That's not a cartoon, is it? Uh, no, there's a cartoon though. Uh, we'll be right back. Jessica Rabbit uh, making love to uh, Bob Hoskins. You almost said that like Johnny Carson. The Jessica Rabbit making love to. I can't do it. Apparently, um, Jessica Rabbit caused major. I I feel bad. We don't mean to objectify Jessica Rabbit, but the movie portrays her as a sex pop. I'm only doing this because it's a cartoon, and I think the idea of like, oh, I'm so horny from this cartoon. I'm drawing sexy. Photos. I, I would if we were talking about a real person. I wouldn't say. Oh, it's just Google a way dude. for fully like red-blooded males to joke around. Let me break it down. <laughs> let me break it down for everyone as simply that, as you, possible. You ever keep breaking it okay. down today? <laughs> no, Jessica Rabbit. No, Marge Simpson. Uh, <laughs> I I think I've said this on the podcast before. So, yeah, you're right. She was trailblazing. Like she. Wow. The <laughs> Jessica Rabbit to Marge Simpson pipeline. Oh, uh, were the Simpsons? I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but I had a dream where I had sex with Marge Simpson. You did, did you did. Yeah. But That's never wild. one with Jessica Rabbit. But I have to tell you, the dream was pretty vivid and it felt like my thing was in a real thing. But it was Marge Simpson. I, I wonder wow. if you got your penis caught between two pillows or something. Like, two, how did you trick two yourself? Two bananas and a, <laughs> a piece of blue carpet? <laughs> But do you remember like? Do you remember what led up to the sex with Marge, or did you? Was it just a no? Haze it's just one of then... those dreams where just all of a sudden you're in it. It's <laughs> a dream that will really date. It's like in, like say in forty years when you're like, I once had a dream I had sex with Marge Simpson. That'd be like if someone we met today is like, yeah. when I was a young man, I dreamt I had sex with olive oil or like <laughs> Betty Boop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure many men had dreamt they had sex with Betty Boop in the 30s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during the Depression. During the Depression, all these men looking for work, going across <laughs> America, starving, and at night, the entire like flop house, they're all, they're, their dreams, like the dream bubbles is all just <laughs> Betty Boop. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I have to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Boop saved so many men from... 
<laughs> peril in the Great Depression. We're going boop, out boop, to port the POWs in the war. When we well, get home, yeah. we're going to meet Betty Boop. <laughs> yeah. Betty this Boop. one's for Betty Boop. They throw a grenade out of the trench during World War II. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop, boopsie doop. <laughs> yeah. The American soldiers, they have this strength. We don't understand where it's coming from. Well, they seem to like Betty Boop better than Popeye. Popeye's the best. They seem to have extra energy from being horny because of some Betty Boop. Uh. <laughs> Nazi scientists were trying to make a German Betty Boop to uh, raise morale in their own soldiers. We need... Oh. Yeah, we're looking at nude of Betty fan Boop. art of Betty Boop. Who, who, in, who in the 21st Damn, century? Dude, she looks good. Who's making modern day Betty Boop like <laughs> d- dirty art? Um, a lot of people. If you Google it, really? so I, I don't like it. I had this girlfriend in high school. It was my first like major girlfriend. Oh, and uh, uh, she was. In my opinion, she was very beautiful. Uh, it was my first like big like young love, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to guess at why Mike's laughing. My first big young love, big young love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I guess yeah. My first big love, and I was young. But anyways, another guy I knew had a crush on her, oh, but he was a friend. Watch out. And it wasn't like he was being competitive by any stretch. But he told me one time that he always thought of her, my girlfriend, as his Betty Boop. (laughs) And that made me feel a bit weird. Wait, I'm so sorry. I feel bad. If if for some reason old high school friends found this podcast and are listening to this. Did did he tell you this? No offense to anybody. It's just a true story. Did he tell you this at the time? While you were dating her? Uh, Yep. So so he says about Excuse your me, girlfriend. I had a Diet Coke sip. He says about your girlfriend. You know, your girlfriend's like my Betty Boop. He's like I always thought of her as Betty Boop. Yeah, but I think it was what like. What does that mean? I think he. I don't know. That's what I'm bringing it up for. It's like go we to need high to discuss in the 1930s. This. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did she look like Betty Boop? <laughs> Let's go back to Chris Locke in high school. Your girlfriend's, <laughs> your girlfriend's always been my little Abner. <laughs> but. Did Your you? girlfriend's always been my mini the moocher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did she look like Betty Boop? I mean, in a way, I could see it, but Betty Boop is a cartoon, and Betty mm. Boop used to be, a lot of people don't know this, I actually really love the old Fleischer cartoons. I'm a big fan, so now we're weirdly getting into stuff I really love, but... <clears throat> she was originally designed as a dog. Like if you know she has if you see the old cartoon, she has a dog best friend. But that's why her head is so wide, like almost rectangular. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend's head was not like that. Yeah. Okay. That would <laughs> be right. the but first But I would say she was kind of petite and cute and had a and in, in the late nineties the kind of a Gwen that Stefani pixie, style. Yeah, that pixie bob cut cut mm, was like yeah. or whatever. The pixie cut was cute. So it kinda looked like that. We heard right. no doubt on the radio in the car over. We certainly did. <laughs> It was don't don't speak. Oh, that was too serious. Well, it's about heartbreak and the end of a relationship with the bass player, yes, Tony. Which I did experience heartbreak many times in my life. Why did you guys? (laughs) Yeah. Well, when? Why did they? When I first realized I couldn't get into the movie Roger Rabbit to meet (laughs) Jessica Rabbit. (laughs) 
Correct. <laughs> you try. You couldn't walk into the screen. Mom, uh, my heart's broken. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Boop. Anyways, yeah. So I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I I feel like I've done that a couple times tonight, but oh, you're oh, spilling no. your guts. Hey, it's true. I've ripped open my stomach, and my guts are everywhere. But it's Damn. true. Like I. I, I liked my friend who said that, so it wasn't that big an issue. I think mm-hmm. they were saying a compliment, but you could still tell that that means that this person has either pined for your mm-hmm. girlfriend or thought about her in certain ways. It's true. Often at one point. Do you think that any of her female friends were ever like, hey, you know, your boyfriend, I've always thought of him as my Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were always like, the man you're dating right now... Uh, he's always been my wimpy. You know the guy who eats hamburgers all the time. I have a sim- actually. I was really skinny in high school. I have a similar sort of story. So, yeah. I, I, I went to high school with this one guy, and I sort yeah. of for whatever reason I saw him a bit after. And anyway, he at that time had a, a very good, a good looking, attractive girlfriend. You so know? did you say the thing? No, I didn't. But his other friend was there. Yeah, and his other friends, kind of this good-looking but sort of smarmy, corny guy, and I and like I Charlie from Empty Nest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I see this friend say to the guy with the with the very attractive girlfriend, he goes, "Hey, man," and he's saying it kind of jokingly, like with a slap on the back. Hey, man, like I keep telling you, if you hadn't have asked her out, I would have. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I've seen that in action before that. too. I mean, I guess it's wow. sort of nice, but it's also like, no, you just want to jump. We have a close thumbs. friend who said something insane once that I can't say on the podcast. What? <laughs> what? But oh, I know what you're talking about. Do you? I think I might. I don't know if I do. I Damn, it's... can you say it while protecting the identity? I can't. There's. Is it the swimming swimsuit story? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. No. So, uh, I thought of today, um, you know, today was such a sunny day. It was like seven degrees Celsius in Toronto. It was sunny. But after the winter, you feel like you're in Tahiti. It's so, it was so nice. You, you get tricked do. into yeah. thinking it's beautiful. Yeah. I had, I, um, I had my sunglasses on mm. and I had my shorts and I was drinking a Slurpee mm. and I was uh, on my skateboard and I said, cowabunga, dude. Well, you know it's spring when. Well, the sunlight, <laughs> the sunlight made me think of a story, and I thought, oh, this could maybe be a weird, way cooler, whatever. The popular new segment. Yes. Yeah. So it, may, it might not be a very good one, but let's give it a try. Weird or way cool or whatever. I actually thought today, I wonder if Chris could record like a 30-second like rap s- theme song. 30 seconds. That's yeah, a long four-way record. <laughs> a very <laughs> long theme song. You know what I mean? a Like a growing pain style, but hip-hop. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> James Hartnett was born in 1983, yeah, yeah. and then he went to this school. Eventually, he grew up and created this game called Way Cool, Weird Cool, or whatever. Anyway, here's Kids, my... can you please keep it down? I'm trying to record a dumb rap song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's the story. So, in... Uh, Late December, early January, mm-hmm. I went to Puerto Vallarta with my girlfriend, and uh, it was so nice to get in the sun. Does your fiance know you went with your girlfriend? Oh, I, yeah, same person. Oh, mm-hmm. and you know, I think I have seasonal affective disorder. I get depressed in the gray, so I was soaking up the sun. I was uh, right. on the beach, 
I'm picturing all you, day. I'm picturing you with a taco in one hand, mm. a margarita in the other hand, mm-hmm. uh, sunglasses on, mm-hmm. slathered in sunscreen, mm-hmm. and you got a sort of straw hat. You yeah, know, it was a baseball cap, and uh, you know, and probably white wine, maybe. But other I, than that, you're pretty close. I picture this. And my su- Kindle. I picture the sun <laughs> is like really sopping soapy sudsy water and you're a sponge oh that's how i felt and then it just really yeah i felt great so you know i'm in the sun and i'm i'm kind of conscious about like oh what if this is my one time of the winter to get a lot of sun Mm. you know i want to soak up the sun to quote cheryl the great cheryl crow yeah anyway so i'm lying there i'm in the sun and my legs are open (laughs) and uh wait is this when superman flies down and has sex with you and then flies away no 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 (laughs) wait Okay, sorry. Back anyway, to your amazing story. So I'm in uh, Mexico. I'm on the beach. I'm thinking, oh, let me get more sun. I need sun. My legs are open. And a, a ray <laughs> of sunlight kind of hits my knee. And then as the sun moves to the west, the ray of sun kind of slides along my leg up hmm. my thigh. You're being seduced by the sun, it sounds yeah, like. Yes. And the ray of sunlight shines up into my trunks a bit like the, the ray of sunlight sounds like a weird man that picked up a hitchhiker <laughs> <laughs> so anyway the sunlight's basically shining up my shorts oh and it's usually dark in there eh yes hola and anyway you know how people these days like pretty basically i think probably dumb guys are like you gotta tan your balls, and yes. you gotta do what do yeah. they call it? Perennium, perennium tanning. Sun your yeah. your yeah. hole. Yes. yes, yes. Drink mud. Get a mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, an uh, enema. All yeah. this stuff now. I even saw a pair of shorts for sale. I mean, it must have been tongue in cheek, but there's a little zip by your balls that you can <laughs> pop your balls out. Anyway, so I'm there on the beach, and I can feel the sun right by my doot doot. This sounds like a Beach Boys song <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> Canadian man sunning his anus and balls yeah. on the beach. Yeah. My balls on the beach <laughs> Don't forget about are your anus. within reach. <laughs> uh, so I just thought to myself, I don't think I've ever tanned my balls or anything like that ever. There's Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> to tan your balls? <laughs> there must be... Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> to tan your scrotum? Because they must Maybe be. We wouldn't have to see it I'm white. Because <laughs> you are of English and Irish heritage, so your balls, balls must be. Forever. You must have the most shockingly white Irish English ball combo well, of all time. And I'm saying this is a close friend. I'm kind of let's ruddy. tan our balls now. Everybody's <laughs> learning how. Come on, tan your balls with me. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Um. Sorry, I just thought we were missing no, like, some g- p- potential gold there. It is. Uh, so, <clears throat> I just thought, man, I never, I've never done that. And yeah, and how to feel? People are ranting and raving about it. Yes. So I kind of adjusted myself. People in your YouTube algorithm, I, <laughs> did by you, the sound of it, but yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you pull down your swimsuit? So all the way down. No, no. I um, I just kind of adjusted myself a little bit. <laughs> To intentionally, for a minute, allow the sun to hit my doot doot. And, yeah. You know what, James? 
It's not that but crazy. But it wasn't because I no. thought this is going to change my life. I just thought, yeah. well, I want to see what all the damn fuss is about. Doot, doot. So, you know what, James? That reminds me of when I went to Punta Cana last year mm-hmm. in the Dominican. And uh, I pulled my swimsuit down totally, bent yeah. over, and opened my butt cheeks for the sunlight. <laughs> tan, my, uh, tan my ball sack. Tan, tan my ball sack. Well, I haven't been Little to... tan sack. <laughs> Little tan sack doesn't know what it's got. <laughs> <laughs> tan, 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 Aruba, tan, tan, Jamaica. Who <laughs> I wanna take my balls to Kokomo? Gotta be tan it faster if you take them out. <laughs> yeah. God only knows how I wanna tan my scrotum. <laughs> it's actually about his dead yeah. uh, <laughs> relative. So, did you know? Did you feel different? Did they get a tan? Did they look nice and uh, browned? What What the heck happened? Yeah, did you make a a uh, a celeb like slow mo entrance into the uh, buffet section of the? Everyone there like tr- like pull their sunglasses down a bit and went, "Who's this guy with the nice radiant balls?" Oh yeah, bow bow. <laughs> Um, sir, honestly. these women have sent over a tray of drinks for you. They couldn't help but notice your beautiful balls. They also sent over a tub of hand cream for your balls. <laughs> um, honestly, it did feel good, but sun balls, sun anywhere on your body feels good. So I don't know that it was any different than if I got it on my face. And did you book this vacation through sunballs? <laughs> yes, sunballsvacations.com. <laughs> Resort just for men to tend their balls in peace. Uh, <laughs> no women, yeah, yeah. just men tanning their yeah, balls like, on a beach. The bar looks like a big shoe, a big nutsack. Uh, like now this is smooth. <laughs> now the thing I'm, I'm your concerned. balls have like sunglasses uh, marks on them. <laughs> <laughs> now i'm gonna i'm gonna bet because this took you by surprise that you hadn't properly sunscreened your scrotum so i'm i'm worried and i'm thinking did you burn your balls i don't think i had it in the direct light for long enough but i don't know that they could get burned you remind me of a friend of mine once went to the nude beach and he was like i never put on sunscreen on my uh privates and i was like what are you talking about aren't you afraid of getting a sunburn and he was like no your penis and balls are made of a different type of skin. <laughs> yeah. You can't get burned, which I don't know how scientifically sound well, that is. Well, Mike, be, you know, do proper scientific method and try it out yourself. Right. This summer, get get out there and tan your dick. Uh, and- uh, officer, you, you're, you're totally mistaken. <laughs> I'm doing a scientific experiment right uh. now. <laughs> so what would you recommend to listeners? Yes, try it out or avoid it. Try it out. Why not? Right. Now I ask you both. Of the three W's. Weird. Way cool. Or whatever. I don't think it's way cool. Hmm. I'm picturing you there sneakily getting some sun's, uh, sun rays on your scrotum. I don't think that's cool. To me, that's not like cool. Right. Um, like the Ramones or... Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say it's not even weird to me because you're just sunbathing. I'm going to say it's whatever. Personally. Okay, I'll take it. Personally. Chris? Uh, I'm gonna go with way cool. Yes. Whoa! Yeah. You think it's cool that James sunned his testicles secretly? I just like. Why not? Right. We're in the middle of a terrible Canadian winter right now. It's so gross in Toronto. 
I guess balls, yeah, but I'm just thinking about the beach. I love it. Doing anything kind of fun on with not many clothes on on the beach is just way cool. Catch a wave and you gotta also remember to tend your balls. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Wait, did I get the two songs mixed up? Help me, Rhonda. Help me get a tan on my balls. <laughs> uh, I'll never get old. And that was weird, way cool, or whatever. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to our evil man, we should mention everybody, you know this part of the show. It's when I mentioned that we have a Patreon account. Patreon. That you can find at patreon.com slash evil men. Slash? Like from Guns N' Roses? (laughs) (laughs) Take me down to the Patreon city. (laughs) Um, All I can say is you might want to check that site out because if you sign up and give a little bit of money, um, you get... Two bonus episodes a month. Uh, You get access to our Discord where we go on there and we chat with everybody. It's Mm -hmm. really fun. So check it out. Patreon.com slash evil men. Didn't mean to cut you off there, um, but also just wanted to add that uh, if you join Patreon now, uh, James, is it true that you will be posting maybe a picture or two of your suntan scrotum? Well, um, that remains to be seen. Your, we might have to Mexican get a few. Trip. Might have to get a few more subscribers uh, before I, I start doing that. Okay, I do. Th- you know what though? As our as our Patreon keeps growing, I keep thinking we we got to think of more cool stuff to do. So yeah. we're, we're thinking up new stuff to do for it too. Uh, new new plans. I think we, appreciate, we should all we appreciate, tan our balls. Yeah, we'll tan our balls, and we appreciate the people who sign up so much. You're really helping us do this yeah. fucking thing. Um, and on that gross, disgusting note, I'm so sorry. I'm going to say that we are recording in the present day gifts warehouse again. Present day gifts is really incredible gift baskets, high quality, very high end products. And um, <clears throat> thank you so much, Sophia, again, for letting us crash here. I got some... Uh, tacos from carmelitas too and this part of the city is just a really nice place to hang out in oh did i just dox us anyways it's a nice spot uh they don't have any scrotum tanning creams for their gift baskets they've got way better stuff though and that's really great so present day gifts uh valentine's day is right around the corner beloved's day as i like to call it i just made that up myself and we, you can use the uh, promo code EVILMEN, altogether lowercase, and get 10% discount at presentdaygifts.ca. So, Michael! It's just... Yes, James? What is it you want from me? This week, you chose a topic for, for the episode, and could you tell uh, me and Chris and everyone listening, what the hell did you pick? Well, unlike the subject this week, I cannot tell a lie. And I have to tell you that this <laughs> week's subject is George Santos. Does that name ring a bell, guys? He's in the news a lot these days. Now, your finger is right on the pulse with this one. Yes. This is no Caligula or weird Icelandic axe murderer from 7,000 years ago. No. No, I... It's not even Jeffrey Dahmer. Truth be told, I... Who was hot again for a minute. That's true. That's true. I see George Santos referenced all the time on the internet, and honestly, I don't really know... What 
why i don't i know he's a politician that's all i know yeah i was following and i had to stop it got george santos overload i don't know who needs to hear this but this week's episode is about george santos george Mm. santos George Santos. George Santos. But I love the idea of everybody getting the nitty gritty, the mic style. Yeah. Yes. It's going to no be bullshit. way better than shitty, no dumb spin, no tweets. bullshit meter. Yeah. No punches pulled. They call me the Canadian John Oliver with a twist of Stephen Colbert. You heard of the TV show The Apprentice? This yes. is the TV show The Mantis. So I'm going to dive right in, guys, to George Santos. He's in the news. Uh, And in researching him, uh, I had heard sort of the broad strokes of his story, but uh, it's really more complicated and a lot more entertaining than uh, than you'd expect. So let's just dive right in here. George Anthony DeVolder Santos, he's a Republican U.S. representative for New York's 3rd Congressional District, and he's been serving since 2023. He won um, in the midterms last November. And he's famous because he's made numerous false or dubious claims about his biography, his work history, his criminal record, his financial status, his ethnicity, religion, and other matters in public and private. Mm. And there's really so many lies, uh, it's it's mind-boggling. I've already came up with a nickname for him. What's that? Count Fibula. (laughs) Chris, you can't say stuff like that on the pod. (laughs) You're going to get us canceled. So... Let's get into Santos land. <clears throat> George Santos was born uh, on July 22nd, 1988. So he would be... Uh, is he a Gen Zer? Does that make him? Or uh, is he a millenn- an elderly millennial? Do we know that he was born at that date for sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, Wikipedia says it and uh, they've fact-checked all the other lies. I so. think he's a millennial. Millennial. Uh, so he was born, yeah, July 22nd, 1988 to Fatima Aziza Caruso, Horta de Volder, and Gersino Antonio dos Santos Jr., both of whom were born in Brazil, uh, as were all of his grandparents fully born in Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, except for one maternal great-grandparent who was born in Belgium uh, and then went to Brazil. So he's a Brazilian uh, Catholic man uh, born in America. Brazilian nut. He's a Brazilian? Actually, yes. The more you learn about him, the more he is a Brazilian nut. (laughs) Salted. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, his mother came to Florida as a migrant worker in 1985 and later moved to New York City, hey, start spreading the news. And she worked as a housekeeper, <laughs> a cook, and a nanny, and his dad worked as a house painter. I hear you paint houses and your son is a, a, a pathological liar. He has a younger <laughs> sister named Tiffany Lee DeVolder Santos. The not Irish man. The, <laughs> the Brazilian man who was not Irish but claimed to be several ethnicities. Um... A childhood friend of George Santos says that uh, the Santos family were not well off, that George learned English as he grew up, and that he was bullied at school, which is sad. Yeah. Mm. That leads to some bizarre behavior, eh, guys? Yeah, and it might explain what's to come. (laughs) Santos went to school in Queens, New York, home with uh, Ramones, and he holds a a, uh, certificate of high school equivalency, which seems to be the extent of his education, even though he said he went to several high-end universities. And GED is what you get later, right? After you've dropped out or something? I guess... I don't know. I don't want to make up extra Isn't shit. general equivalency diploma? Is that the same as like high school diploma? I'm not sure. But I feel like you get it after high school. You get it after? I feel like that, too. From night school? Yeah. All right. Night court? No biggie. Hey, you know, speaking get of it. Night, get your education the way you can. Speaking of night school, night court is about to be rebooted. 
John Larroquette. Oh, sorry. Um, so remember that part from the song? It's like woke night court, apparently, from what I heard. Is that because John Larroquette might be the only still living, and Richard Mall as Richard Mall and Marshall Warfield, I think, are the only three still living. Yeah, but I heard that it's like. Dan Fielding, the pervert attorney. I'm not horny anymore. Reckoning, <laughs> like reckoning with how horny he was and how he treated people of the past. Oh my god! It's like woke, like serious night court, like the um, the Fresh is, Prince. Is, is Marky Post passed on? Yeah, she's gone to the next post. Oh, we we've talked about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we lo- we loved Marky Post. Yeah. There's no no two ways yeah. around it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, woke night court. Well, can't wait to see new night Boom court. <laughs> Maybe they'll after Night Court they'll bring back uh, Woke uh, Small Wonder or Woke Alf. <laughs> I would like to see Woke Punky Brewster. <laughs> Didn't they bring it back though? Oh, a years ago, maybe. where she was a single mom. I think mm. it was sort of like that. Anyway, nice. so uh, he grew up idyllic, you know, impoverished New York City <laughs> upbringing. I guess in Queens, George. Can Santos. I just say something about Woke Night Court? Absolutely. As a, we're all comedians and writers. Yes, yeah. Co- comedy writers. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost. It's true, eh? When we're developing ideas or pitching ideas, the funniest character you could ever create Mm -hmm. is a man who is just good all the time. (laughs) Yes. Right? Isn't that the funniest type of guy? The only funnier type of guy would be a guy who's good all the time and feels terrible for being less good when he was younger. Can I say another thing, too? (laughs) Also, pitch it. A character who's good all the time and feels terrible for maybe things they did in the past, but also who wears very funky sweaters all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> he said the exact right thing. <laughs> this week's episode of Sitcom was filmed before an astonished audience who couldn't believe the correct moral choices that the characters made. <laughs> The stocks? Yeah. Well, I sort of feel like... <laughs> yeah, it's like, tune in next episode when... What's his name? Dan Fielding? No. Yeah, Dan Fielding from Night Court. Yeah. yeah. Tune in next episode where, where we find Dan Fielding in stocks, having tomatoes <laughs> thrown at him. Ha, ha, ha. I'm, I was pissed at the last Batman because of the actions of the fucking Riddler. Yes. Like, he shouldn't have been doing that. Give a Batman a villain doing the right things for yes. once. The Riddler yes. should fucking apologize. Yes. I know. Why was he killing people? Yeah. I don't want to watch that shit. That's the biggest riddle of all. <laughs> <laughs> the Batman should be with just a nice dude who you know, knows. Yeah. Batman shouldn't even be with a dude. You're right. Oh, well, true. The next Batman movie should just be Batman and the Riddler who has apologized <laughs> and they're both volunteering at a food bank. <laughs> uh. Anyway, a guy who could use Batman's advice is George Santos. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about him. Batman should post videos of news stories and just superimpose his head in front of the news story shaking and pointing at it like, see how bad this is? Like our favorite Twitter personality. Like and subscribe. What's his name again? Tizzy. Titty Titty? Tizzy. Batman. The next Batman's got to just be a series of Tizzy videos in a Batman mask. Okay. Okay, this is good. Sorry, George. We'll give you your space <laughs> to lie up a storm. 
So after his, you know, rough and tumble childhood in New York City, in 2008, George Santos moved to Brazil, where his mother was living at the time, and he lived there till 2011. Now, um, two, this was in the news recently. Uh, two former acquaintances said that when he lived in Brazil, George Santos competed as a drag queen in Brazilian beauty pageants using the drag name Katara Ravash, and one said that Santos began dressing in drag in 2005. So there's a there's a picture of him as well as as his drag character. Uh, he subsequently denied this is him, and he's claimed that it, he never dressed up in drag, even though it's well documented. He looks really pretty and happy in drag. I think that might be the happiest he ever was and will be in his life. Yeah. And well, sorry, nice you're probably getting to this, but. Is his denial because his politics wouldn't align with so he, that? He, when all this became uh, public after he won the election in 2022, people dug you know for dirt on him. And they found like, oh, he was a drag queen maybe in Brazil. Um, and because he's a Republican candidate and like a, a MAGA guy, mm. and they have a huge problem with like you know drag queens, drag queen queen mm. story hour, and the idea right. that uh, drag queens are grooming their children. I guess that's why he's denying it. So. And it's very much a thing right now, right? Isn't yeah. isn't is it Arizona or Florida that's trying to like you could put you in jail if you do a drag show near a child <laughs> yeah. or something? It's the uh, Dame that's Edna Stay Out of Florida bill. <laughs> that's one trend God. on Twitter that I am really enjoying right now is where people find like insane things that uh, right wing and Republican people are doing regularly at like their churches and they're yeah. and even right. in, like and there's children and then they're here. being like oh yeah. and yeah and drag queens are gonna ruin children but then like yeah these psychos yeah. are acting like this i actually enjoy so, them getting busted like that just this year a few weeks ago on january 19th well, i enjoy them getting busted anyway sorry about that <laughs> george santos denied he denied outright having ever been a drag queen calling the allegations quote categorically false and he accused the media of making outrageous claims about his life uh, then he the media is always making up who was a drag queen <laughs> once. <laughs> Classic way every politician is taken down. Uh, then he, he sort of backtracked and was like, uh, a few days later he said, I was young and I had fun at a festival. Sue me for having a life. But it's like all these Brazilian uh, journalists are like, we have, you know, fact check this. This is him. Uh, so he, anyway, he's still sort of uh, uncomfortable with this. Now, he, so he was a drag queen in Brazil. Guess what he also did in Brazil while he was there? In 2008, he allegedly forged some checks that he stole from a man. Uh, so his mother was like working as a carer for, like a, I guess, a guy with dementia. And a, a young George Santos stole this old man's checks, and he forged the checks to buy a bunch of clothing worth like $700 American. Um, and he admitted to the theft on a Brazilian <clears throat> social media platform. And while charges, while the case was being drawn up against him, he left Brazil uh, to go back to America. And when the police came looking for him, he was just, they couldn't find him because he was no longer in the country. Hmm. And this happened well before he was a politician. This was in 2008. Around the time when he was a drag queen in Brazil, living with his mom. He only became a politician like last year, right? Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he ran in 2020. Like he did literally yeah. everything before becoming a politician. Yeah. So he's back in New York City, right? The New York groove. Um, mm-hmm. And he worked a bunch of jobs. He worked as a customer service rep for uh, at a call center for the Dish Network in Queens in 2013. He worked for Hotels Pro. It's like a hotel booking site. Uh, eventually, cool. he moved to Orlando, Florida. Come on. And uh, he worked for them 
for a few years, and in 2017, for some reason, he was going by the name George DeVolder, which I guess was his mother's maiden name instead of Santos. Right. When you listed off his mother's name, there was like seven names. A lot of names. He could choose any one by the sounds of it. Yeah. He, uh, in Florida, also worked for an investment company called Linkbridge Investors, uh, and he would tell people he sort of would el- embellish what his roles were with these companies, telling people he, w- he was like vice president or whatever, and he was just like a freelancer working on commission. In 2018, he left Florida, went back to New York City, home of the uh, Ramones, and uh, in 2019, he dipped his toes in the political pool and he ran for election to the Queens County Republican Committee, but he, he was an unknown guy and he failed to get enough signatures to qualify for the ballot. Right? But if at first you don't succeed, mm-hmm. try again. Yeah. So he's an uh, you know, immigrant kid, drag queen, coming from a poor background. Guess what his politics are? Do you guys know what, what he believes in? Well, not nothing other than that he's Republican. That's right. So he's, as I said before, he's a Republican. He uh, he loves Trump. He has tried to convince members of the LGBTQ community to leave the Democratic Party and join the Republicans. Uh, he's. I don't see how you can make that argument at all. It does seem. I mean, there are lots of LGBTQ very, Republicans, very, but it, very, very mean. It seems counter. Intuitive or even just like counter to you having a nice life where people can be nice to you. Yeah, and you can be exactly who you want to be. It yeah. seems like Republicans literally fight that. Because if you want to be a capitalist and gay, you can just be a Democrat. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you in, know, it's 100% true. It's yeah. not like they're, yeah. Um, it's funny. Doesn't, it's very strange. Uh, in 2021, Santos called President Joe Biden a pathological liar. So he's, throw, he's throwing out that insult to other people. He calls police brutality a made-up concept, and he's compared abortion to slavery. I don't get that. Hmm. It, neither do I, Chris. <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> James, you get that? So I'm going to quickly go through. He, in 2020, he began working for a company called Harbor City Capital, which is described as an alternative investment firm uh, he claimed he managed a bu- like one and a half billion dollars worth of funds. Oh, that's good. And made record returns, but there was like no, no record of this. And in fact, the exchange, the Securities and Exchange Commission, filed a civil suit against the company and basically accused it of being a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, but sometimes when you make those claims, you just gotta trust the guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, he's doing shady stuff in business and sort of lying in his personal life already at this point. And he's lost one election, but in 2022, he decided, hey, I'm going to run a second time. And he ran as a Republican for the United States House of Representatives in New York's third congressional district. I'm surprised Queens would elect a Republican. So the first election he did, he didn't get anywhere. This time he's running in Long Island. Ah. But also, you'd think like, what? And he... But he's lying about his background every which way where he goes. So we're about to hear about So that. he's pandering to different groups, right? It seems like he'll tell whatever group he's speaking to like what they want to hear, which is what all politicians do. Yeah. But he takes it a little further yeah. by like making it like, Can completely I just absurd. Aside based on the last point yeah. you got out there? Could the three of us start our own investment bank? 
It seems like this is another example of a guy who seems to like just be rich all the time from being. All we really need, I think, is one really rich friend, and yeah. if we can convince them to let us invest their money for them, yeah, then we could. I think. I yeah. Okay, something to think about. Anyways, yeah. sure. So quickly in yeah in twenty twenty. I'm learning a lot from all these evil men we talk about all the time. It's like me uh, too. <laughs> it's like uh, Trump University here. <laughs> So yeah, in 2020, quickly he ran and lost in this uh, New York congressional campaign. He uh, lost to the incumbent, a guy named Thomas Sauzi. And how did Santos get to run? It's because during the pandemic, there wasn't a lot of interest, and no other candidates put their names forward. So he just sort of for was this the only, district, uh, only guy who wanted to run as a Republican. Oh, be- because it, okay, not because Republicans run likely to win, or or just for I mean, what, he was, was just a weird Repu- thing. He was the only one who put his name forward to run against the Democratic. Candidate, wow. uh, but he did impress the local Republicans because he worked hard. He attended phone banking sessions at Mar-a-Lago and started schmoozing with like the Trump kids, and he did get forty-three point four percent of the vote. Vote, which caught the attention of the Republicans. They're like, maybe the who is this guy? Maybe there's something to him, right? Like Donald Trump before him, when the election in twenty twenty happened, he refused to accept the results. And he falsely claimed that the vote had been manipulated and that his victory had been stolen from him. Uh, he even spoke at the Stop the Steal rally in D.C. the day before the January 6th attack on the Capitol. It's good PR. Uh, it's a great PR idea to introduce yourself to everybody it's- as someone who's been wronged yeah. already. Yeah. And isn't that crazy? Like you just get everyone on board with your sad story about being robbed already. Yeah. yeah. And then that's most Republicans first time meeting it, I'm sure. Yes. So it was actually probably good PR for him. Mm. Now this is funny. My election was stolen from me too. <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm George Santos. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice You're going to gonna see a lot of me around. <laughs> 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 Who's this dashing young guy who had the election stolen from? Him? <laughs> So he didn't participate in the January 6th event of storming the Capitol. But here's a funny thing. Two of his former roommates accused him of stealing personal effects from their house, including a $520 Burberry scarf that he wore to the January 5th Stop the Steal. There's my scarf! What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Um, More business stuff that's a little... Uh, basically the takeaway... He also ate my dad's oatmeal cookies, even though I said don't eat them, they're for <laughs> he's, me. He's watching the January 5th Stop the Steal rally. He's eating my dad's cookie. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, that's my leftover hot wings from last night. <laughs> <laughs> his roommate just takes his scarf and, and leftover food from the fridge to the rally. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> he founded... A financial firm called the DeVolder Organization in 2021. Named after his mom. Yeah. Uh, Very nice. Which he's claimed as the basis of his wealth. He's given inconsistent explanations of what the DeVolder... So he just started it and got his wealth. I guess. It's in, it's unclear yeah. how he has money, basically. I've never started a company yeah. and been in wealth right away. Yeah. <laughs> sign, <laughs> sign the dotted line? I yeah. Know you're a billionaire. I am doing a weekend at... Uh, Hong Kong Chuckle Hut this weekend. <laughs> I will be in wealth after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know? So he, you get what I'm saying? He's been inconsistent explaining what the DeVolder organization does, but he's claimed that he manages $80 million in assets. He connected wealthy people, like uh, he said, if a client wanted to sell a plane or a boat, he would hook them up with someone looking to buy a plane or a boat or a yacht or something. So he would just connect rich people who were trying to do stuff. It all seems very yacht shady. Yacht broker. Yacht broker. <laughs> There's no paper trail. There's no way to trace this, but... He claims to have made between three and eleven million dollars from the company. Hmm, I don't have a yacht right now, but I have a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I want a yacht, George. <laughs> um, My business is going under. <laughs> My wealth. The uh, company folded sadly last year. Damn. And the hell, what happened to his wealth then? COVID claims another small business. Yeah. <laughs> Pour one out. Uh, the New York Times noted that the DeVolder organization had no public website or LinkedIn page, and on his campaign financial disclosure, he didn't list any clients. Yeah, but everybody knows as soon as your company goes under, you delete all evidence of its existence <laughs> because it's too sad to look at. It's very sad when a man loses his company. I don't. I can't look at DeVolder Industries anymore. It reminds me of tough <laughs> half a year. <laughs> He did, however, lend his own congressional campaign $700,000 from the DeVolder organization. And he's in trouble for that, and he's being investigated. Like, where do you get the $700,000? Mm, yes. Yes, very nice. So, after losing his first congressional race, he immediately uh, started a, a political action committee to begin raising money to run again. He started hobnobbing with powerful Republicans uh, and raising money. And... Initially, like in 2021, some Republicans began to have reservations about him because they started looking into his background and asking, like, what, are, what is Harbor City? What is the DeVolder organization? He, he'd been claiming he worked for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs and that he, he claimed that Trump had endorsed him. And everyone was like, where is the pr- there's no proof of this. And people he worked with asked for a resume and he refused to give it to them, telling them that it was invasive. I feel like Goldman Sachs would be one of the biggest companies <laughs> ever, that it, the hardest company to lie about working there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're aiming People are the connected, highest. and they can yeah. easily check. They probably oh, I work records. at Goldman Sachs, too. Where? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't work near you. <laughs> They're probably the type of company that keeps records of things, you know? <laughs> you think. It's not yeah. like, you know... Being a Patreon on the podcast. Like, yeah. Yeah. Goldman Sachs, yeah. So, with. It's not even like working at Starbucks. Yeah. The manager at Starbucks is like, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> that guy just lent me $700,000. With George Santos' permission, his campaign, as all political uh, candidates do, his campaign commissioned a vulnerability study on him to see what his weak spots were to know what, like, the Democrats would fire at him, right? And then they opened Pandora's box and a million cockroaches <laughs> shot out of it. It's like when you open a ghost trap in Ghostbusters. So his campaign staff were so taken aback by Wait, what, what they it? found. Do you believe in magic, magic? Do you believe in magic, magic? Remember that part? In the, sh- in the show? That's when they shut down the... Uh, Ecto-1 containment chamber, whatever thing, and then, yeah, the ghosts fly all over New Oh, York. in the movie. Right, right. The show. Oh, the sh- <laughs> in the show? <laughs> it's a show from 1984. <laughs> it was in the movie theaters. We're watching a show tonight. Um, so there's this vulnerability study in his campaign. We're like, whoa, we found some crazy stuff about you, Mr. Santos. And his own campaign advised him to drop out of the race. 
Uh, and he refused, and he disputed some of the study's findings, saying that uh, he would show them his diplomas and prove that everything he said was true. He never followed up on this. This company I used to work for once did a vulnerability check on a man who seemed a bit shady and wanted to work with us. And sure enough, uh, he did not pass the vulnerability check. We opened up his large trench coat and he fell into a big pile of rats. And he was just a bunch of rats. And they scurried away. And we were like, well, we're not hiring that guy. (laughs) Or them. So once again, he was unopposed for the Republican nomination. And he ran uh, against uh, a veteran Democratic politician named Robert Zimmerman. Uh, all along the watchtower, blowing in the wind. Jing, 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 jing. And the Democrats took him seriously enough that they had they brought out Jill Biden to campaign for Zimmerman. And Zimmerman, uh, sorry, Santos was saying some crazy things on the campaign trail, which I'll get to in a second. The long and the short of it is that Santos defeated Zimmerman in the November 2022 election by around eight percentage points. He flipped the district, and he really helped the Republicans retake control of the House by a narrow margin. Wow. So the Republicans need him. They need yeah. him to stay. That must, that must have been a shock. He no? was like a sentinel that needed to secure a post, but yeah. now they're stuck with him. Yes. That must have been a surprise, right? Like an unknown defeats this incumbent. Yes. In- that is the, So he won this thing against all the odds, and I'm going to tell you guys now like the extent of his lies he told okay. uh, on the campaign trail. So he's claimed that he attended a uh, elite prep school in the Bronx and the school called the Horace Mann School reports that it has no record of him. Uh, there's no record of him ever attending any college or university but he claimed he got two degrees from Barrick College and New York University. He since admitted that he lied about graduating from college. <laughs> but he did Google colleges once. <laughs> <laughs> and these things are so verifiable as well. On December 21st, the Forward and Jewish Insider reported that Santos had lied extensively about his family's supposed Jewish heritage. So on the campaign trail in 2022, he referred to himself again and again as, a, as an American Jew and a Latino Jew. And he claimed that his grandparents were Holocaust refugees who fled the Soviet oh my God. Union from Ukraine and, and Belgium. Uh, but... Everyone in his family is from Brazil. He has no Jewish heritage. That's whatsoever. so crazy. Are there? Are there? Are there? Um, is there a decent-sized Jewish population in his riding? Maybe I assume in. I, I think in Long Island, right? There must be. Right. Um, That's so bad. And then to double down and be like, they also yeah. fled the Holocaust. Yes. And so the Republican Jewish Coalition, which had previously hosted him at events, announced on December twenty-seventh that he would no longer be welcome at them <laughs> when it came out that he has no Jewish heritage whatsoever. But there's like an interview with, what's her name, Tulsi Gabbard on Fox News, where she's like, why did you say you're Jewish? And he's like, well, I've been clear about this. I grew up Catholic, but I've always identified as Jewish. I think I saw that reference. Yeah. Oh, my God. But why? Like, why? Like, I've always considered myself Jewish, kind of. Why? I guess he was doing that thing of like pandering to the constituency or something. I I, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like um, a bad decision. Yeah. He's claimed that his mother was the first female executive at a major financial institution and that she worked in the South Tower of the World Trade Center and died a few years 
later after um, complications from surviving the 9-11 attacks. Yeah. He said that uh, 9-11 claimed my mother's life and that she got caught up in an ash cloud during 9-11. Interesting, uh, I don't know if the cloud went on a vacation to Rio de Janeiro because <laughs> that's where his mother was during 9-11. She was not in America uh, So he's just ticking off everything like, I have family in the Holocaust. I had a mom in 9-11. Yes. Imagine a stewardess walking down the aisle of a plane and asking an ash cloud to do its seatbelt and put its trade <laughs> table back up. Oh, it- sorry. <laughs> but she's like, uh, my uh, father uh, was actually in that Japanese tsunami uh, 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm the- actually dying in 9-11 right now. <laughs> <laughs> he could be in the sequel to that Pete Davidson biopic. Uh, I'm sure that's what he was going for. <laughs> he saw it work for Pete. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the only crazy. He's also probably trying to get dates out of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh God, whatever. So 9/11 is a, one lie he told about like a like really dramatic tragedy. Uh, but on the campaign trail as well in November, he claimed to have lost four employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. Right? Remember that mm-hmm. uh, nightclub shooting? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a gay nightclub and. When people looked into it, they found that none of the 49 victims killed in the attack appears to have had any connection to George Santos or any of his companies. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, you know, it's it's misleading, of course, to lie about stuff, but, like, using tragedies, like, count, like, several tragedies (laughs) to further your political career is really bad. He's like an idiot who thinks the world is a comic book or something. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) Hey, no offense, George Santos. Well, speaking yeah, of... Yeah, if you're listening. I know of, you graduated from 40 schools, but... <laughs> speaking of comic books, Chris, uh, also during his 2022 congressional campaign, for some reason, Santos claimed that he was a producer for the musical Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, that famous flop that was the music Whoa. was done by U2. Oh, right. Yeah. Right? Um, didn't a bunch of people playing Spider-Man fall to the floor from the ceiling? One performance, the guy playing Spider-Man, the cables broke and he fell and got injured. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no. My spider <laughs> senses tell me uh, this is a bad show. <laughs> <laughs> my spidey senses tell me I need to call my agent. <laughs> <laughs> Someone call the ambulance. This so he spider produced is that, injured. Eh? That's his... That's, we can thank him for that? He claimed, but Michael Cole, Spider-Man's mm. lead producer, denied any involvement from Santos with the show, and the musical's playbills didn't contain his name at all. Also, Santos was living in Brazil uh, when <laughs> Spider-Man opened. So, um, <laughs> couldn't, have, couldn't have really worked, and he was also um, not had no connection to it. He lied about other jobs. He said that he worked for a Brazilian media conglomerate called Globo. He said he was a model for New York Fashion Week and was going to appear in Vogue magazine. Uh, and he lied about working for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. He's literally just a classic comical version of a man sitting in a loony bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to be in Vogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dating Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> you may say I'm a dreamer. <laughs> But I'm not the only one. I think it's beautiful. Um, he also claimed that he appeared on Hannah Montana. 
Oh my uh, god! Which is I'm gonna not true. barf. <laughs> I'm getting dizzy and <laughs> I feel crazy. sick. It's like not it's one funny thing anymore. To say, it's sick. one thing to be like, I graduated from this school, or it's one thing my to ethnicity, like appropriate Holocaust uh, uh, <laughs> relatives. But Hannah Montana is a bridge no, too far. That's so easy to learn. That's so yeah. easy to to check, double check. Yeah, like I was I on inv- a TV show, really, because yeah. not in the credits at all. I invented Skittles, and my left leg is a ghost. <laughs> no, he seems like uh, Bruce McCullough's character, Gavin. Yeah. Right. yeah, Just yeah. like saying full lies, uh, almost like um, a part of his brain hasn't formed where he knows that there's, there could be a consequence to yeah. anything he says. He um, must have something going on like that. Well, the GED is real, right? <laughs> I mean, this is a man with a bona fide high school education. <laughs> <laughs> he also lied about his health do you guys want to hear maybe about that a bit sure i'm sure he's super healthy in a 2020 interview uh he's george santos said he had been diagnosed with a brain tumor oh my god that actually checks out <laughs> yeah it could be true and that he was receiving radiation treatment i've got this uh, rare brain tumor that tells uh <laughs> that makes me say i produce spider-man musical uh, for broadway <laughs> so was how that... to get ahead in advertising type thing <laughs> was it not true um well there's never been any follow-up on this at all about i mean this is all tumor. still happening maybe right? he's, he's still, still ha- getting busted for everything right yeah i mean he's being investigated by several uh authorities at the moment it's not a tumor it is a tumor. <laughs> That's what he would no, say. No, it's not a tumor. <laughs> he also claimed... The doctor is just from Austria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also claims to suffer from an immunodeficiency and acute chronic... Uh, sorry, from immunodeficiency and acute chronic bronchitis. Uh, he's never answered questions about his brain tumor. Because you'd think if a guy had a brain tumor, those are like very hard to, to, to treat. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a huge problem. Yes. Yeah. Now, because of all this stuff, even his fellow Republicans somewhat were uh, unimpressed by George Santos. And just Hmm. in January of this year, six Republican congressmen from New York called for him to resign. The chair of the Nassau County Republican Party also called for his resignation. I lie, but this guy's off the chain. I mean, we're all all evil scumbags, but this guy takes it a little too far. I don't know why we're Southern, because we're in New York. You know, I've lived in New York my whole life, and i tell you what, this George Santos, man. Oh, I thought you said the, I don't know, I pictured some guy from Florida talking like that. (laughs) Santos refused to resign. He's fighting all these charges and saying that, you know, it's all, everything's made up. Uh, And he's kept... Impressively, the support of the Republican House leadership, uh, including House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who had to go through those like fifteen rounds of voting recently to uh, to win yeah. it. Yeah, he champion. And uh, yeah, House, should be proud. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, all these sort of uh, up like higher ranking Republicans are backing him. Basically, uh, although there is now an investigation into his you know actions by the uh, ethics committee, and they're like, "Well, we'll see what they find." But they need him to retain their majority in the house. And who are the ethics committee? Are they cool people? Do we trust them? I, I assume no they're clue. really good people. Yeah. Do they Should wear they cloaks? Be. Yeah. Can you see their face? 
I think they wear those plague doctor masks. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, you shouldn't be able to see them. Yeah. <laughs> so Santos hasn't resigned from Congress, but he has stepped down from the committees he was appointed to. He was on the committees for small business, and James, you'll like this, the Committee mm. for Science, Space, and Technology. Hey! <laughs> James, you'll like this. He, George Santos invented space. <laughs> I'd love and to know his thoughts. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> On the Imagine moon if and he went to space. Imagine if he's the first man to lie in space. <laughs> I don't think the moon is cool. <laughs> now, you might think he's a bad guy. I, I've just told you a lot of sort of negative stuff about George Santos. Um, but there's one good thing about him that you can't deny. He's an animal lover. The guy loves damn dogs. He, he claims mm-hmm. to live with four dogs. Uh, in fact, he is That bio- better be true. Yeah. His uh, campaign bio claimed that he ran a foundation called Friends of Pets United, or FOPA. FOPU. Sorry, FOPU. FOPU. Friends of Pets United, FOPU. <laughs> they maybe didn't need to bother making that into an acronym or whatever. <laughs> um, you know what? I got to be honest. Finding out someone loves animals yeah. do- does genuinely make me like them more. It yeah. does. Of course. There's this uh, grizzled baseball manager who's always, like, he's supposedly just a jerk, and he's been arrested for drunk driving a bunch, uh, Tony La Russa. And, and, like, he's just, like, you'd think he's this tough, like, grizzled, tough guy. But he loves animals. <laughs> I always hated him, like, like watching baseball, but he loves animals. And there's all these photos of him with little puppies, and he's, like, smiling with them. And I'm like, I can't not like the guy anymore. James. Hmm. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm, Chris, you're on to something there. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. So, even though Fopu... <laughs> Fopu. I gave all my money to Fopu. <laughs> Honey, I've got some bad news. It's sorry, Fopu. I wish you got some Fopu shirts. I'd love that. <laughs> Friends of Pets United. Sometimes after I eat a bowl of pho, I have Fopu. <laughs> <laughs> pho. I know, it's pho. So I went on that big rant or big. Yeah. Thing. Well, I'm okay. sorry to burst. Oh, good. No, no. Tease up. Okay. Yeah. The the bass drop. I'm sorry All to right. burst your bubble and, and whoa, drop whoa, the bass. Yeah. Um, his campaign by a claim that Fopu has saved 2,500 dogs and cats between 2013 and 2018, but there's no social media presence for the organization, no IRS records, and no evidence of the charity being registered in New York or New Jersey. But he has George Santos through Fopu helped with a bunch of fundraisers for animal rescue groups. And basically, time and again, he'd sponsor it. He'd raise money for a shelter and he'd just keep the money for himself. No and not, way! not give the money to, to, the, Dude. to the rescue people. He took all the money from but that's, like an animal rescue thing that he created himself. Fopu is, is a lie, man. Get it. Oh, there's there's another one. skull, James. Fopu ain't real. Dude, say that other one. About the uh, so here's the even worse thing. Yeah, listen. You to know this. about this? The dog, the military yeah. dog. So in January, um, a retired U.S. Navy veteran named Richard Ostoff uh, accused Santos of having stolen funds donated to a GoFundMe fundraiser for the this veteran uh, Navy veteran's dog. So in 2016, there was a, a Navy vet who had a sick dog. His beloved dog named Sapphire, his service dog, had a stomach tumor. And this Navy vet, sadly, was living... He was homeless at the time in New Jersey. Someone put him in touch with Fopu, sadly. Fopu, uh, uh, bad luck there. 
And uh, so Santos set up a GoFundMe for Sapphire's operation. It raised $3,000. After they hit the limit, Santos closed and deleted the fundraising page, and he kept the $3,000 for himself. And sadly, the next year, Sapphire, who hadn't had the operation, died. What? So he took money for a dog operation, didn't spend it. He set up the GoFundMe, raised the money, took the money, and that's it. Oh, my God. So here we are saying, oh, someone who loves animals. Yeah. Quite the fucking opposite. Yeah. Doesn't think about animals. Oh, man. What a scumbag. Faux poo? More like, fuck you, George Santos. Yeah, really? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) How about on the count of three, we say, fuck you, faux poo. One, One, two, two, three. three. Fuck Fuck you, faux poo. That should be, I don't know, some, we got to clip that or add music to it or something. Fuck you, Fopu. So, wow. That's, He's that's, a way bigger jerk than I was expecting. So honestly. that happened. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he's, to a lesser extent, he's more lying. He's claimed that his family owns like 13 properties uh, and that he's a landlord. Uh, but he's admitted to the New York Post that uh, that was false and he owns no properties. Not even one. Oh, okay. Maybe lie and say you have one. No, 13. And then um, he's also had other... uh, Here's a funny thing. After his election victory, Santos told some uh, Brazilian journalists that during the summer of 2021, he had been the victim of an attempted assassination. There's no proof. There's nothing to back that up. And that he was mugged. (laughs) This is funny. He claimed he had been mugged. In Manhattan, while uh, on the corner of 5th Avenue and 55th Street in mid-afternoon, and that a group of thieves uh, stole his briefcase, his watch, and his shoes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing no record of this. He never reported this to the police. No. There's no um, this is embarrassing. He had no shoes. Yeah. But he did say that the thieves were African-American. Okay. Um, but there's no... Uh, but he couldn't describe his shoes. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy walking around barefoot and like, my briefcase. I got an idea. Leaves shoes at home. <laughs> <laughs> my briefcase was full of all my lies. <laughs> I guess I got to go back when, to Harvard now. <laughs> when George Santos <laughs> watches a movie, he probably starts believing... he like. I'm I'm George Santos. My family was killed in the robot uprising in Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? Like, <gasps> yeah. Uh, My dad was actually the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, as we mentioned before, he is openly gay and that's to be commended, you know? A guy who loves animals <laughs> is openly gay. We need more politicians like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um but his sexuality has remained unclear to the public despite Coming out as gay, he was married to a woman from 2012 to 2019. Hey, mm. he's not the first gay guy to have had a wife. Yeah, he could be bisexual. His campaign bio discussed his husband, uh, and he claims to live on Long Island with their dogs. But the husband never appeared on the campaign trail with George Santos. The Daily Beast could not find a marriage record in New York. Mm. And when he arrived at the house um, in January, he was not wearing a wedding ring. Mm. Well, so is he married? So we, so we don't even know if he's married. I feel like marriage, though, is something you don't lie about. Exactly. He's, there's no way George Santos is lying about that. Right. You're right. I mean, that would be going too far. 
Like when you're on the road, sometimes you lie and say you're not married, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's obviously. No, I I'm not married and I lost my mom (laughs) in 9 11, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not married and I just narrowly escaped the Holocaust. (laughs) I also killed a war hero's dog. (laughs) Want to make out? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So. I'm Jewish, African, uh, <laughs> Irish, Brazilian, yeah. whatever you want, baby. What were the other there, there groups that had hardships? Um, yeah. yeah. There was a tweet where he said that he was, because he, he tweeted something on Martin Luther King Day saying, like, Dr. King would be ashamed of all this wokeness, basically. And as a biracial man, I can say this. And someone was like, biracial? What are you? And he wrote, Caucasian and black. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> He tweeted that. <laughs> you know what? His mind makes me sick. <laughs> Have you ever like seen cereal that didn't get eaten and it's out on the counter <laughs> yeah. for like yeah, hours yeah. and then like you know it's warm mush mixed with milk? Yeah. That's what his whole brain is like. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be. His brain makes me sick. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, and so and because this is like an up to the minute like this story is being updated every couple hours the most recent thing uh just as we come to the end here um last week a guy named derek myers who was working as a volunteer for george santos in his office uh claimed that he was sitting in a room with george santos going over mail correspondence and that santos placed his hand on his left leg near his knee and asked him hey do you want to come to karaoke tonight Innocent question, right? Mm-hmm. Employee, employer stuff. We all go to karaoke with our boss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Derek Myers, this volunteer, said he didn't want to go to karaoke. And he claimed that Santos then proceeded to put his hand up his inner thigh and to touch Ooh, Sounds his... like the sun in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> yeah, say, what does Santos think he yeah. is? The sun to me? <laughs> and then he touched his groin. Santos. Uh, and then, so this guy, this volunteer... Santos says, Claus. Yeah. Opposite. Opposite, and then the guy pushed George Santos' hand away and said, "What are you doing?" And uh, you're married, yeah, sir. You're married. Your husband <laughs> might know about your this. husband that no one's ever seen or heard about. Uh, what so, would yeah. they think? Hmm. Yeah, he touched a guy's balls through his pants, basically. So he's not just lying out of his mouth. He's being uh, devilish with his own hands. He did the old karaoke squeeze a man's nuts and balls, yeah. uh, nuts and oh, dick thing. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a he probably told the guy, time. this isn't my hand. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, the hand of yeah. my ancestors. <laughs> oh, this isn't my hand. My hand is in Brazil right now. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be my hand. My hand died in 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> How could my hand have touched his groin if it died in 9-11 in an ash cloud? <laughs> yeah. He also was in the school bus in the Waco uh, siege. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in Waco yeah. Yeah. in the compound. He was both on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> he personally shot down the Chinese balloon. It's also. Like him. And he was the balloon. <laughs> It depends on what you like. Him like Blakely looking out the window of the house in Waco at another version of him in a cop suit like, looking back at him. His, yeah. his whole world is like John Malkovich's brain and being John Malkovich. Yeah. Just George Santos is everywhere yeah. doing everything. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's fucking sick. This person when is George Santos watches Seinfeld. All the characters have his face. <laughs> <laughs> there I am on yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Whenever I come on stage, the cl- the crowd claps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as of uh, last week, seventy five percent of his constituents uh, think he should quit, mm. and uh, he's the, now the other twenty five percent are totally of sound in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and he's facing investigation from the House Ethics Committee. <laughs> A probe uh, that could derail his uh, imperiled political career. You know what? That better be on TV. That's going to be good. Mm, Yeah. There's also, I think the New York Attorney General is investigating him. New York State, Nassau County, and the Federal Election Commission. Also, Brazilian authorities have reopened the case of check fraud, and they would like to speak to him. Wow. Yeah, so he can't even go back home. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there you have it. George Santos. Amazing. Not knowing that's... All that stuff and learning it was really, really good. I skipped over his campaign financing is also being investigated because there's all sorts of weirdness yeah. that he, uh, his donations were the result of credit card fraud and donation names are like people who don't exist. There's, it's yeah. all a lot of financial wow. sort of complicated lies. That was yeah, good. It seems like he has never received money uh, any sort of legal way <laughs> and as claim to have money that doesn't exist like he's never he's never had money like he right. is like the ultimate modern grifter <laughs> yeah i he's, mean like i said it it is weirdly impressive that he kind of lied his way into like like a place of power it's amazing he won like, i really think yeah. that it actually speaks to exactly where we are these days in politics honestly yeah. like yeah, it's, it, could be it, any... it makes sense right now yeah. that uh, someone so uh, disconnected and sort of, I think, psychopathic, in my opinion. <laughs> I do too. Can can get this far, it, like from grifting everybody. Yeah, it's insane. Even when there were alarm bells going off in his own, I honestly don't even believe that nothing. he's consciously yeah. grifting. I think he's just this sort of pathological liar that moves forward in the direction that's open to him in the moment. Yeah, like it's insane. I think you're right. Like, there's just no clocking He just chose of politics, like, literally two years ago. <clears throat> yeah. It's like the thing... Three years ago. Where, like... Uh, Sorry, I cut you off. No, no. Like, I think you're 100% right. Politicians are known for, like, telling the audience what they want to hear, depending on where they are. Yeah. Like, Hillary Clinton would get, like, a Southern twang if she was in the South. Or, nice. like, that kind of thing. Oh, lock her but, up then. <laughs> lock her up. But this is like, what? <laughs> just kidding, everybody. <laughs> um, but he's in Congress still. And so, depending on this ethics committee report... I guess he can be forced out, but uh, wow, seems unlikely because they need him, right? That's the and thing they use you, him as a peg, and now they're literally might, stuck with him. You yeah. might not know this offhand, Mike, but if he has to step down, like do do the do the Republicans keep his seat, or I think does it go be a back? By-election. Oh, I think so. That would be a juicy. Yeah. That would be fun if yeah. that's the case, because then they have to sort of stand by him. <laughs> wow, I feel like if he came to Canada, he would just say tell everyone he's Canadian. <laughs> Wow, that that was really good, Mike. Great, to, nice job on the current events. I, I, you know, thank you're you're always up you. on the news, so I, I, it's actually a good vibe for you. Thank you. Yeah, I love political satire. I love <laughs> you know uh, throwing mud at the, those in power and yes. uh, making them squirm a bit. Not too much. No, no, it's good. And George Santos has a lot of power right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do. I do think the happiest he will ever have been was when he was a drag queen in Brazil before anything. Uh, you know, bad happened. That's the thing. It's like, I don't understand what connected him from A to X. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're in Brazil. You're kind of like having a fun time. Like, so what's the compulsion that drives him forward? And any like to be an American, pretending to be rich in any which way possible. But I, I guess it maybe it's. I mean, I, I could think get I into might politics have my own and make money. There. And Trump yeah. sort of unleashed this idea, though, right? Like, there's so many yeah, just liars totally or crazy people in Congress 100%. now. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're totally right. And you're right that he claimed to like love Trump and then is weirdly doing Trump by the book in a more psychotic way. Yeah. In a Burberry scarf. <laughs> like it sounds insane <laughs> to compare George Santos and then realize that at least Trump had a sort of some tact. Comparatively. And Comparatively. Wealth. That's the ugliest thing yeah. to say, but mm. it's fucked up. <laughs> Fun. Well, yeah. is it time to Call for the evilometer. Oh, here he comes. He's wearing a little Burberry scarf. <laughs> Where'd you get that, hey, sir? Hey, did you wear that at the January 5th Stop the Steel uh, rally? And get that yarmulke off your head. That's yeah. not your faith. Come on, <laughs> evilometer. Come on, evilometer. <laughs> um, all right. What? <laughs> you don't, don't want to take that clip out of, out of context. Um sure. What do I am going to give uh, George Santos? I'm thinking mm, 3.5. He killed uh, a dog. <laughs> well, okay, you know what? Genuinely, I'll give him a 4.0 now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't say he's one of history's greatest monsters. And he, honestly, if he was just lying about silly stuff, I think it would be bad. But like, I don't know. It's like, whatever. But... Just sort of using every tragedy to further his own agenda is really is bad, I think. So I'll give, yeah. him, a, I'll give him a 4.0. And killing the dog ups it quite a bit. I'm giving him a 4.2 because he's in a position of power now and he's literally psychotically deranged. Mm. And you're right. You're using the tragedies. And also, like, we got to make him more evil than Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Andy Dick's never had this much power. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's uh, I'm going for. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. I mean, there are worse guys. The dog stuff is like really bad. Uh, the lying stuff is all is kind of funny. I mean, he's just sort of. Um, what I think a lot of politicians are just like with the mask off. <laughs> like it's just like yeah. a more extreme version of like a lying politician to a humorous degree. Cause it's so absurd. His brain is like a hundred screaming <laughs> politicians brains. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the politician soul eater. Or something. Yeah. And you know, it's nice to have, you know, a drag queen in the Republican party. Uh, you know, he'd be fun at parties. Uh, he seems ch- more chill than a lot of those old stodgy guys, so I think it's he's good. He's good new blood for the Republican Party. Do you know what mm. I mean? Uh, but yeah, I'll give him a five, I guess. Nice. Excellent. Well, great job, Mike. That yeah, was really you. good. You're really good at this. Maybe I'll. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. That was good. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll mention too. By the way, on uh, Sunday night at midnight Eastern, we're putting out a new Patreon episode where Chris, Aaron, Eves, and I, when Mike was away. Uh, talked about Star Trek The Next Generation for a long time. <laughs> so if you like that... Wait, you guys did that without me? <laughs> Come on. If you like yes. that, uh, check out the Patreon. And yeah, great job, Mike. Thank you. Oh, I, man, I'm going to start promoting stuff too. On uh, yeah. on March 7th, Tuesday, 9.30 at the Comedy Bar here in Toronto, I'm putting on a birthday 
comedy show. Great. So uh, we haven't officially launched it yet on the website, but tickets should be going up soon. So look out for that. Sweet. March 7th, Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. Comedy Bar. Excellent. Excellent. Um, This weekend, I'm probably going to make a chicken salad. Okay. So if you're in the neighborhood. And what goes into your chicken salad? Chicken cutlets. I make a dressing that has, uh, I also have spinach. I make a dressing that has olive oil, balsamic, vinegar, garlic, Dijon mustard, salt and pepper. Amazing. Uh, and then you put it on there, maybe some carrot shavings, maybe some chickpeas yeah. as well. And then uh, Bob's your salad. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I shred carrots more than I cut them into pieces yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, way yeah. better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, nice. That sounds delicious. That's Thanks. awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, guys, I think that was another excellent episode of. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 